L.I.W. The Walking Dead Reviews, brought to you by me. L.I.W. The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to L.I.W. The Walking Dead Review. Today, we're doing the comic. I didn't plan this out. I just hit record. I didn't really think about what I was going to say. Anyway, today we're doing uh, the Walking Dead comic, Chapter 5, The Best Defense. Or The Best Defense. Or The Best Defense. I'm not sure if they're playing any sports. Maybe zombie ball? I don't know. Didn't ask. Um, last last chapter they played basketball and ended up in a blowjob. I don't think this defense... Would you want to defend against that? I don't know. I'm all all over the place right now. Um, last... The last one ended, chapter four ended with Rick doing that awesome speech and you know, about how they're the walking dead, the, the humans are. Um, they just don't know it yet. Blah, blah, blah. Awesome fucking speech. My favorite one so far. This chapter has dialogue I don't like um, in several spots. Most of it's from the, the governor, which is the big character they introduce in this issue. He's the one on the front cover of this book, of book three. I am doing the first half of book three, if you have the hardcover books, the black ones. Um, It's green. It's a weird shit green color, but I like it. It's olive, I believe you would call it. Anyway, this one starts off with them clearing the inside of the prison. They're a little confused because it's like a maze. And they're like, I think we did this. I don't think we did this. Well, let's just be safe. And they almost shoot Tyrese. Glenn runs up to him, and he he found all this prison armor in in the room with all the shotguns. And they find a ton of stuff. I think there's a, I don't know, I forget how many outfits he says there are. It's basically riot gear. It's fucking, then they got batons. So they're like, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's go outside and try these out. Glenn's really excited. Um, they show Carol. She found a big old stack of books, and she's a big, big reader. She's a bookworm, which I, I fucking hate that term. Anyway, she reads a lot. She's a, she's a printophile. Uh, and I would be too in this world, because what else are you going to do? This might actually be a chance to work on some martial arts, to really get in shape, because you're not going to be able to eat, like, like, I've had Cane's chicken five out of the last eight days, I want to say, and I'm really craving it right now, and I'm a piece of shit. So in this world, I might thrive. I might be like, fuck, I'll cleanse myself of chicken, and fries, and uh, Coca-Cola, or Pepsi-Cola, whatever the hell they have there. Who says Pepsi-Cola? That was weird. Um, but I'm saying in this world, I might just be like, I'm going to get in awesome shape and fight some zombies. I mean, granted, I would be dead long ago. Um, just out of something stupid. I wouldn't, like, I would be pretty good at fighting them, but I feel like I would just, something stupid would happen. Like, I, in the last episode I revealed, the scariest ones would be the crawlers. That might happen to me. I'd be real angry. Um, probably do something awesome on the way out. I'm not going to sit there and lie in bed like a bitch. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to rape us. I'm going to rape somebody. I'll say, no, not really. I don't know what I would do. I would, um, kill myself in some cool way. I don't know. Jump off a building while shooting myself. I don't know. You know, I gotta let myself on fire, jump off with a noose. I don't, I really don't know. I don't have a plan. We'll see what happens when we get there. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, you know? Um, which is Rick's 
that's how Rick sees his pregnancy, his wife's pregnancy. We'll see. We'll cross that when we get there. Not a big deal. Um, they decide to go clear out the outside of the fence. Rick decides to go talk to Alan's grave. Um, I never really saw these two characters talk to each other that much, so it's a little weird that he finds so much solace in talking to his grave or his spirit or what have you. So it's just weird. It'd be like someone that you know, like the cashier at Walmart. You're like, oh, I'm going to go talk to his grave before I go do this. And you're like, why? You don't know him. I mean, Alan was a character from the first issue, so he's been with Rick a lot. But Alan's just been talking to the kids, um, crying himself to sleep, um, really being a mopey sack of shit, a wet dog shit, I would say. That's what he's all he's done so far in this entire uh, comic run, is just sit around and cry because his, his horrible wife died. And he has two kids, um, Billy and Ben, which apparently are both males. In the first drawing of Billy... Dude looks like a chick. Um, Steven Tyler might go for her. Dude looks like a lady, okay? He, she, he, she, he, she, whatever it is, looks like a girl. It's weird. Apparently they're both men or boys. I just found this out in this issue. When I read it, I'm like, oh, okay. I, I thought Billy was like, usually you spell Billy with like an IE or something if it's a girl, but I was like, it's a Y, but it looks like a girl. So, okay, whatever. What do I know? I have a cousin named Billy Joe. Um, okay, that's fine. Um, kind of a hick name, but whatever. Not my cousin, but... Um, anyway, it's a boy. Um, with the armor, they go outside, Glenn, Rick, and Michonne, and they start clearing everything. They decide to go siphon the gas for the generator. Um, they do that, and they start clearing out the zombies, the Zeds. They, um, while they're out there, they see a helicopter, and it crashes. And so they go chasing after it. They get in a large-ass car that looks like you would carry a mafia boss in it in the 70s. It was entirely too large and impractical for what they needed it for. They're trying to hurry there before they die, the guys in the helicopter crash. Because if you know anything about helicopter crashes, it's real hard to live because there's not much saving you, you know? You're just kind of sitting there in an open... It's like, remove all the doors from your car and crash going straight down or drive off a cliff and see if you live it's not gonna happen remove the airbags and shit too it's just like as a hole it's just empty metal shrapnel filled hole the shit's gonna stab you and you it's not you're not gonna survive okay you're gonna hit the ground so hard there's nothing saving you um anyway they run out um they show Lori and carol talking about expanding their cells and how they want to spread out and get more room and they're finally getting comfortable and they're all excited i don't imagine this would be exciting also terrifying because if what happens in the show is this one guy gets free and just goes cell to cell um but this you know they don't know that but if it seems like in this world you're gonna have to live like hamsters to sleep on each other and that way if one dies during the night you he might get like two people, but you'll hear him. But in this, if they spread out, he could just and then move on, and then the next person just keep going, just in a line eating everybody. And I get that they close the cell doors. Maybe that's what they're planning on doing. I don't know. They have to close the cell doors, which is kind of terrifying, really. Um, there's no good option, really, at all. Personally, I'd hold up by myself and lock, and close the door and tie it from my end. You know, I don't know what you do. I would come up with something because I'd be badass and a kung fu expert. Like I said, I would know Krav Maga. I would know kung fu. I would know Tai Bo. I would know that. That's right. I would. I would buy a bow flex. And by bow, by steel, I mean 
oh, excuse me, and by buy I mean steal. There we go. That's how you that's how you speak in order. Um, yeah, I would be a badass. I would be like um, Sylvester Stallone meets um, Steven Seagal meets Jet Li meets Bruce Lee meets um, Bruce the Barber Beefcake meets um, Beefcake Pantyhose from the Beck song meets um, Jeff Beck. I'm just doing association at this point. The point is, be a badass. Um, um, let's see here. Glenn and Michonne and Rick are chasing down this helicopter. They eventually realize the road doesn't go there. Have to go off road and Glenn goes way too goddamn fast like a fucking idiot. Glenn's kind of stupid in the comic. Stupid and a pussy. He's a severe pussy. I realize he's tiny. They kind of reveal that he wasn't just a pizza delivery man. He stole cars to make... I don't know if they got to that yet. It doesn't really matter. It's a backstory. He stole cars to pay his rent when he was short. And... um um, they get they get stuck because he slows down and he kind of rubs it in the Rick. Um, um, they get stuck and they start walking on foot. Andrea and Dale have a little speech, a little powwow with Billy and Ben. This is when they describe that they're hey bo hey boys, and they say boys, and I'm like oh he's a male. Okay, he has a male genitalia, and we all know what that is. Ding dong is what my mom told me when I was growing up. I never heard anything after that. I still call it a ding dong. Anyway, they say we're looking after you because your parents are both dead. Deadzo, they're both they both live in Deadsville. They're goddamn dead. Um, they no longer live. They no longer attain life. They can't breathe. They no longer uh, are around to watch them. And if they were, they'd be terrible babysitters because they would eat them. I had three babysitters try to eat me. It's terrible. It's terrible business practice. You don't get the call back the next day, okay? The next time the, the parents go out, they're not going to call you if they take a bite out of their son. That's not going to happen, okay? Anyway, they're going to look after them. They kind of do a shit show, shit show job. They don't, they don't really do a, a good job at all, really, later on. Like, she actually forgets. Andrea forgets about the kids uh, while they're having an argument and trying to sleep. And later on this night, um, they're walking. Michonne, Rick, and Glenn are walking in the dark. And she's talking about... It's terrifying. She's like... She's like, you guys don't hear those zombies behind us? And they're all like, no. She's like, you got to listen carefully. Like she can tell how many there are, how far away back they are. She's like, they always follow you. Like If you stop, it's just a matter of time before they catch up to you. And it's like terrifying. It's like this... Um, my friend, Michael, who used to be on the show, he, play, he played this game called Daisy, and it was like that, where if you kept walking, you'd turn around, they're behind you eventually. You're like, goddamn... But in reality, if you just ran really fucking far and zigzaggy, they're not going to find you. But you're too tired to run because you're on the you're walking all day. Um, meanwhile, back at the prison, Carol asks uh, Lori for a three-way. And Lori doesn't react too well to it, to put it in least. She's basically like, you're a grosso. I don't want to scissor. I don't want to mash our vaginas against each other at all. And I don't want Rick's... Um, heroic penis going inside you. He doesn't she doesn't say that, but that's basically what I took away from it. Oh, I said penis. I didn't say ding dong. That would have been funny. I blew it. Um anyway, uh yeah, that she's like, uh no, that's not gonna happen. And we don't even know each other. She just describes how they don't really know each other. And it doesn't matter. Carol says it doesn't matter and she gets freaked out and she runs off and blah blah blah. Who gives a shit about Carol at this point. They find the helicopter out there, they follow the footprints until they find a sign that says Woodbury One Mile. They decided somebody must have carried them away that's closer than the prison is. So they see a sign that says Woodbury One Mile. They start going to it. 
at the prison, Tyrese is getting really super worried about him. Um, That's really all they show. And it cuts back to Woodbury. The guards capture all three of them. Um, A man named Martinez, who was introduced, turns them over to the governor, who's introduced. And if you know the show or if you know the comic, the governor's a big character. He's a lot of a he's a much bigger deal on the TV show than he is in the comic. He if you don't know the comics at all, I hope you do. I hope I'm not spoiling anything. You know what? I won't say anything. He's a much bigger deal in the show. He's like this huge villain in the show and he lasts like season or season or two or something like that. The whole time they're in the prison pretty much they fight the governor. Um so they introduce him right now in the comic. I won't reveal what happens to him. We'll get we'll get there in the next chapter. See, chapter six, a lot. It's all involved with the governor also. Um, the governor shows them around as like the nickel tour, as he says. Um, which is funny because my favorite band is Nickelback. And I was like, oh, I love reading the word nickel. Because it just reminds me of them and how great they are. <sighs> Fucking Nickelback. Um, the governor, you know, he shows them around and he kind of, he goes, oh, you're in luck. There's a show tonight. And he brings them up. Into his booth. He's like, got like the, uh, whenever they show like Robert Kraft watching the Patriot games or like fucking Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, in those little booth, you know? And they just watch the game from up on high. And it must be like terrible seats. You can't see shit. But he he's looking over the field and there's like these zombies chained up around the pit. Basically, they have fights and the zombies are there to like add excitement for the crowd. And, um, they're like, oh, this is horrible. Like, why do you do this to people? And he's like, Michonne's like, what are you feeding? Or Rick goes, what are you feeding them anyway? And he goes, close up to the governor on the next page. And he's like, well, strangers, strangers. And he realizes he's feeding them to them. Like they're going to be the next meal. Um, the governor captures them, obviously. They're, they're all held down. And then he, he really, really, really explains how much he didn't buy their lies at great length, repeating himself several times. I was getting so mad because he kept going, you really didn't think I bought those lies that you just walked, walked here, you've been out on your own. You don't even have water on you. I didn't believe those lies. <laughs> I saw right through those lies, you know. You guys must be somewhere close by. You saw the helicopter came out here. I mean... This guy's got a wedding ring. Yeah, I didn't believe those lies. He just keeps saying it over and over, and I'm like, oh my god, I get it. He didn't believe the lies. Once is good. I don't, I don't know why you need to do that more and more. He attacks Rick, pushes him down, and grabs a hatchet and cuts his fucking arm off. Rick's bad arm, the right hand, where it's all fucked up from beating uh, Thomas to death with, I believe was his name. The prisoner that killed those two girls of Herschel's. He beat him to death. Anyway, his hand's chopped off. And then uh, Michonne tackles the uh, governor, bites his ear off, and Michonne doesn't fuck around. She ripped that goddamn ear off clean. Um, he captures her, takes, he tells him to take brown sugar to um, a, a separate cell, tie her legs to... He does a hor- horrible shit to her. We'll get to that. Um, Rick, waches, Rick waches, wakes up and punches Dr. Stevens, who's looking after him. Um, passes back out after they give him drugs. Um, there's lots and lots of Michonne rape after this. He ties his, her legs down, rapes her, beats her. You get, you, get the, you get the idea. I won't go into detail there. Not a big fan of rape. Um, I can make a joke here, I don't, but I won't. Um, I don't want to force myself into the issue. Um, you know what I mean? I don't. 
the issue doesn't want me to talk about it and I won't make myself be in the issue. I won't do that. I won't do that to you guys. I won't force myself into your ears to talk about that. I won't do it. That is an orifice I won't go in, okay? Okay? Anyway, he also does it to scare Glenn into talking because he realizes Glenn's a huge pussy and if he starts beating Glenn, he might talk, but he wants to fuck Michonne some more. So he's like, I'm going to fuck her through this garage door. You'll hear her. And he kind of does it as a psych-out factor, I guess, on Glenn. Um, they show, after he rapes her again, the governor walks through town. He's kind of like a celebrity. He, he, they introduce Bob. And I don't remember if they... I have read these comics, like I said, up to book eight. And I don't remember if they talk about Bob again. So I wrote him down because they gave him a name. He's like this homeless dude waiting outside, like, I want some food. And he's like, just go get some food, Bob. I don't get it. It was weird. Anyway, he goes back up to his house, his apartment, and he reveal, they reveal that he has a little girl who's a zombie. She's dead. She no longer... Oh, I'm not kidding. I'm not going to do that again. She's dead, anyway. And he's keeping her fed. And he has all these heads delivered to him. And he has Rick's hand, and he gives the girl Rick's hand, and she eats it. And he drops a head in this tank. And he has, like, this row of tanks of heads. And he's like, 57 channels and nothing on or something like that. And he's kind of like, oh, he's kind of crazy. And by kind of, I mean, he's the most insane person I've ever seen. He's the most sane, sane person in the comics so far. Um, Rick wakes up again. Uh, this is becoming a theme in this comic. He's, he's been in seven comas, I believe. Rick, he, he talks to Dr. Stevens and Alice, his, his assistant, about the governor. They don't like him at all. The governor shows up. And they, he kind of knows he doesn't. Dr. Stevens doesn't like him. He doesn't care. That's where the dialogue was kind of clunky earlier. It's like... And because Dr. Stevens is like, yes, Governor, I will follow your orders. He's like, yeah, like you've been an obedient servant. And I was like, oh, it's like clumsy expositional dialogue. But they only had a certain amount of time to get to. So whatever. You kind of got to. Comics are like notorious for that. Because they only have so many pages to describe what's happening. And they have a huge story to tell. So whatever. But it's just weird because the rest of the dialogue's pretty good. And that was just I'm like, ugh. Like that was really weird. Second movies when they go, well, you know how I used to be back when I was a teacher and I was dismissed for uh, inappropriate sexual conduct with an underage girl. Well, that was weird. And you're like, oh, that was out of nowhere. Why did they? Why do you say that? I don't need a backstory. That was like working into the dialogue a little better. So, anyway, well, the governor shows up, like I said, and uh, he tells Rick that the Glenn was let go, and he told him all about the prison, so he just let him go. And Rick's reaction tells the governor everything he needs to know about it, and. We see a man in a in a suit. We see Glenn running through the field in that little suit that he has, you know, the armor suit, the riot gear. He's running around frantically. He finds the car again, and then it cuts back to Andrea and how good of a sniper she is, and she's she wants to get more ammo. And then um, Otis and Patricia kind of make up. He they're kind of assholes to each other, but I don't really understand that because I don't give a shit about these characters. They're only together for like two frames and. The second chapter, I believe, something like that. So who gives a shit, really? You know, I I don't care. I don't care about Patricia at all. She's a shit character. Otis is boring. He he just showed up again. Um, he was just there as a vehicle for Michonne. Really, that's really it. Anyway, Maggie talks about kindergarten cop for entirely too long. She quotes the Sonatuma thing, and then she's like, "I don't know, never seen that movie. Everyone quotes it. I wonder if it's any good." It's really weird. And I was like, that movie's not that great. Um, it's it's fine to watch, but like I wouldn't 
if you don't see it in your lifetime, you know, you'll never really miss it, I guess. Anyway, um, Andrea and Dale are on the roof, like I said, target practice, and Glenn see, or uh, Glenn, um, Dale sees the um, Glenn run up in the suit. And he goes down there, and he drives the RV through the gate, which is stupid, intensely stupid, because it fucks up everything for everybody. Um, and then he pulls off the helmet, and then you re- we realize it's not Glenn. It's Tyrese. He ran off on his own, and the whole thing about Glenn was a f- was just... Actually, the make, like, Robert Kirkman fucking with your head. And it was a really well done, because I've read this before, and I forgot. And I'm like, he just let him go? That was weird. Then you realize, no, he didn't. It was just... That whole thing was just a red herring for the audience, for the reader. It's... Really, Glenn's still back at the at Woodbury. He just told uh, Rick that he let him go to get him see how he reacted about the prison thing because they saw the jumpsuits on underneath the uh, riot gear. So, in the, the entire time, Glenn was never out. Glenn's still there. They uh, the gates are still open, and that's where this one leaves off. It's really weird. Um, they decide. They, they, well, I guess it really ends with um. I just had to look. Sorry, um, it really ends with the uh, governor going. We're gonna go to that prison. It's just a matter of time. We'll get there. Don't worry. We'll find it. Um, and that's how it ends. Um, it really was the best defense. The best defense. The def- I wonder if they're talking about defense. The defense that keeps the zombies out of the prison. Like, there's three levels. Maybe there's supposed to be four. That's the D, A, B, C, D. Like, four. I don't... Oh, my God. This all broke this wide open. Oh, this is dumb. What am I doing? This is a stupid bit. Um, anyway, I guess that's the end of this episode because I'm out of comic to talk about. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, that's it. That was a weird ending, right? Check out loiteringinwonderland.com, guys. I'm not going to go into detail after after that. Just And if you have a question... Uh, loitingwonderland at gmail.com send it to me I'll ask I'll answer it my name's Phoenix West I'm very polite I won't curse at you that much um, I may be like Carol and ask you and your wife for a three way or you and your husband for a three way depending on what you are I don't know I'm into whatever so go ahead and send them to loitingwonderland at gmail.com anyway thank you and I'll see you for chapter six this sorrowful life which is what I'm living every day my citizens.